0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Darkest Hour. I'm your host, Amanda Jane. Have you ever experienced deja vu, or simply just the feeling that you've done something before? It's a peculiar feeling, but typically fleeting. Fleeting like those thoughts you sometimes have while driving. Sometimes they're morbid, but they keep you safe A car drives fast past you on the freeway, reminding you to put on your seatbelt. But what happens when it's more than a feeling, more than a thought, when you find yourself experiencing something horrifying, something unsettling, in real time, in real life? Tonight's stories don't come from dreams or the imagination. They come from real people and can be found right here in our reality. So, let's get started, shall we? For the last week and a half, I've been noticing little things happening, but now it's starting to get to me. It started with watching videos or TV. I will be watching, no buffering or high Wi-Fi points, etc. And then whatever has been said on whatever I'm watching will repeat itself with no issue and then carry on. For example, I was watching a video and the girl in the video said, I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. She took a breath and then said the exact same thing again, word for word, exactly as she just did. When this first happened, I thought nothing of it, but then it started happening on my phone, too. I started rewinding videos and restarting movies to see if it was uploaded that way accidentally, but they were all normal. I tried to brush it off, but a couple of days ago it started happening while talking to people. I will be talking to someone, and then they will repeat what they said, exactly the same as if they didn't just say it. At first, I could try to logic my way out of this weird occurrence happening while watching YouTube or Netflix, but now I don't know how to logic my way out of people speaking to me face to face. When I ask them why they said it again, they're adamant that they didn't. I've asked the people I live with if they're experiencing this, but no one has. I started mouthing the end of sentences when it happens, and they look at me as if I'm batshit crazy. But to me, they literally just said and did the exact same thing only moments ago no idea what's going on only moments ago no idea what's going on I've had many paranormal experiences I was a very sensitive child and teen it wasn't abnormal for me to see things be visited in dreams, and have intuitive experiences. When I was probably nine or so, I was staying at my aunt's house. It's an old farmhouse in the middle of rural Minnesota. I was trying to sleep when I looked in the doorway, and I saw a figure standing in it. It appeared to be the shape of a person, but it was darker than the darkness around it. Which is pretty dark, because out in the country... There was no light. It stood as tall as the doorway and appeared to have a hat on. I remember feeling that whatever it was, it was staring at me. I stared back in disbelief for a bit, and then I threw my head under the covers as I kept saying to myself, I'm too young to die. I'm too young to die. Sounds dramatic, but I was so freaked out. I peeked my head back out, but it was still there, staring at me. I finally stood up, closed my eyes, and put my hand stretched out in front of me and ran through the doorway. I ran downstairs to my aunt and uncle's room and told them what I saw, and I asked to sleep on the couch. The next morning at breakfast, I talked about what I saw, and my aunt made fun of me. They're deeply religious, so anything that sounds like ghosts, they wanted nothing to do with or to believe in. My cousins just sat there and didn't say a word. I never saw the figure again, although I have seen other shadow people. It was never while in sleep paralysis, though. I've only ever experienced sleep paralysis once in my life and actually had a really cool experience. Not negative, but whenever I look up information about the shadow man, it's always people who are in sleep paralysis. Also, from what I've heard, there is someone called the shadow man or hat man who wears a hat, and it's said to be a bad omen if you see it. I don't recall anything bad happening around the age of nine, though. Is there anyone else who can relate to me and say that they saw a shadow person with no paralysis? Or the hat man? What was your experience? What does this mean? One hot summer day near Northern California A friend and I were driving to a party that was happening about two and a half hours away from where we lived. We knew the party host, so we were heading there early afternoon to hang out, help set up. We were just cruising down the highway with the AC pumping as it was over 100 degrees that day. As I leaned forward and broke my highway-induced trance to turn on the radio, I happened to look up and notice that we had caught up to a couple of motorcycles. A guy was riding his own bike, and a woman with her own as well, cruising a little ways behind him. My friend was from New York and super used to -to bumper-to-bumper traffic, so when I noticed that he was driving a little too close to the bikes, I spoke up and warned him to give motorcycles extra space because you just never know. Rolling his eyes, he did back off. As I continued to absentmindedly watch the two motorcyclists, I suddenly took notice of the woman's bike directly in front of us. I had started to see what looked like the faintest hint of smoke coming from her rear wheel. As I leaned forward and looked closer, the smoke began to get thicker and more obvious. Then, all of a sudden, her back tire began to wobble. At first, a little... Then, the wheel really started to wobble bad. The events that were to follow took place in only a few seconds, but those few seconds seemed to just stretch on and on. I watched helplessly as her rear wheel began to wobble out of control. The smoking and wobbling rear wheel caused her to start losing control of the heavy bike. Then, the rear wheel just locked up That caused the front of the bike to swerve out of control. Her front wheel then jerked to the left, causing her to completely lose her balance on the bike. Because she was riding at about 60 miles an hour, the loss of control completely threw her off her bike. I watched in horror as her bike went sideways in the lane and tipped over, going right out underneath her legs. As the powerful, still-speeding motorcycle turned and fell out from beneath her legs, she clung onto the handlebars until she was almost doing a handstand on the bike. Her stick-straight arms started to twist opposite of her lower body. That twisting motion finally forced her to release the handlebars. I remember watching the giant bike fall, the glint from the sun on the bike's chrome, blinding me for a split second. As my vision faded back in, though, I watched the woman do a backflip and twist mid-air. Then, she hit the hot blacktop headfirst and did another final spin before her limp and unconscious body toppled over onto the blacktop. Thankfully, she had a full-faced helmet on, but no leathers. The woman was only wearing a tank top and jeans, probably due to the heat that day. I knew that when she woke up, she was going to be in serious pain from that road burn alone. We stopped immediately to help. It was then that I remembered there had been a man riding in front of her, but slightly ahead of her, so he must not have realized right away what had happened over his loud bike. Of course, we and some other people who had stopped called 911 right away. A few seconds later, her riding buddy came back for her. He hastily parked his bike, then ran over to her in a panic. A couple bystanders shouted for him to not touch her or move her. I spoke up right then and agreed, telling him that she could very well have a severe head or spinal injury. She came to... Just before emergency personnel arrived, she started to scream in pure agony and pain, while I tried to gently and matter-of-factly tell her not to move at all. I told her she had been in an accident and that she was unconscious for over two minutes, and the help would be there in a second. Help arrived less than three minutes after the woman regained consciousness. My friend and I left after that. We didn't speak of it to anyone at the party, and... I haven't really talked about it until now, but the moral of the story, for me at least, was that you should always trust your gut instincts. If I hadn't mentioned to my friend to back off not even two minutes before that happened, let's just say, who knows how bad that situation could have turned out. So I go to the grocery store around six-ish to pick up food for the week. I use the self-checkout and I'm walking straight towards the automatic doors to leave, and a couple walks in. The girl catches my eye because she has a very detailed tattoo of a dragon on her thigh. I admire the tattoo for a second just as she slightly stumbles onto the floor mat, which causes her glasses to fall off her face and onto the floor. She bends down to pick them up and proceeds past me. I get home, cook my meals, which takes an hour or so. I go into my bathroom and my cat has knocked over my toothbrush, which is now being chewed by my dog. I have no extras, so I hop back in the car and go back to the grocery store for a toothbrush. It's around 8-ish. I grab the toothbrush, but this time I have to go to the regular register because self-checkout is closed. My route to the doors is different this time. I have to walk down an aisle in front of the registers, and the doors are to my right. Just as I'm getting to the door, the same exact couple walks in. The dragon tattoo is a dead giveaway. The girl then stumbles on the floor mat, drops her glasses, and then kneels down to pick them up. No expression. Nothing. I literally made a what-the-fuck face and felt so confused. I got back in the car and just thought of the sheer amount of coincidences that just happened. I see this couple once. The girl drop her glasses and pick them up. My dog just so happens to chew my toothbrush, causing me to come back to the grocery store hours later. Somehow this couple not only needed to come back to the store, but do so at the exact same time as where we meet in the exact same place, in manner. I just now have a different point of view. Then the cherry on top, the girl stumbles and drops her glasses, again. Shit was weird. One night, when I was maybe 10 or 12, I had trouble falling asleep. My bedroom was the entire top floor of our house, and my bed and such being on the left side, storage closets in a play area being on the right. I was lying in bed when I heard a noise from the other side of the room, and I see a rocking horse begin to rock. It was sitting just outside of one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point, I was freaking out and just buried my head under my blankets. I never peeked out again until morning. It was all confirmed to not be a dream as the rocking horse was sitting in the middle of my room when I woke up. Furthermore, I got a stern reprimand from my parents for being up out of bed and playing with toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the storage closet play area. They had heard the creaking of the rocking horse shuffling across the room. so this happened a few years back my freshman year of college let me preface i've always been a sleep talker since i was a kid and i was a sleepwalker but i grew out of that my mom and sister have plenty of stories of me doing weird shit while i sleep from walking around the house doing weird things to having absurd conversations with them Now, this isn't terribly unusual, and they obviously got to a point where they would just assume, but they insist they could never tell that I was asleep, because my eyes were open and I looked awake, but I would never have any recollection of anything, just that I went to bed and woke up the next morning. Now for the wild story. I was decently close to my freshman year roommate, and he never minded my sleep talking because... He always had a good laugh, listening to whatever crazy stuff I was dreaming about. He had had conversations with me in my sleep, so he knew this was a thing that could happen. Me actually being able to respond to what he was saying and such, and me not remembering. One night, apparently, I woke up and asked if he could get me a hamburger, telling him I wanted one real bad. He answered that everywhere that we would go would be closed, that we could get one tomorrow. I insisted that I wanted one now, and this was a good two-minute back and forth before I laid back down. One small twist. This conversation was in complete and fluent Spanish. I've never taken Spanish, and I could not tell you to this day even what the word for hamburger is. My roommate took Spanish all through high school, though, and swears... I was 100% fluent through the whole thing. The next morning I woke up and he said, Dude, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. I, obviously very confused, insisted I didn't know what he was talking about. He then asked if I knew the word for hamburger in Spanish, and I had absolutely no idea. We were both pretty rattled and still to this day have no idea how to explain this. His girlfriend at the time was on FaceTime with him and heard the conversation, so I know he was awake and didn't just dream it. I woke up last night and saw my dog waiting outside the door to be let in. But my dog was laying right next to me. Last night, I was sleeping on the couch because of an ant problem in my room. My dog is very clingy, so he never left my side that night. I woke up around 4 or 5 a.m. while it was still dark, and I saw my dog outside, sitting, peering at me through the glass door. I looked down, my dog is still laying by my side. No, I was not half asleep. I was fully awake. It was like a mere reflection of what my dog looks like. It wasn't a fleeting image, corner of your eye type deal. It was there for a few minutes. At the same time, I hear what sounds like my mother moving stuff around in other rooms. I called out to her, but no answer. She later tells me she was not awake. For some background info, I'm always watching horror movies, paranormal investigations. Doors are constantly being opened. I also cleanse my house very frequently, but I hadn't for a few weeks. I went back to sleep because This certainly wasn't my first or worst rodeo with the paranormal, but I was curious if anyone might know what exactly kind of entity that may have been, or if you've heard of anything similar. Just thought this might be interesting. My friend and I are swim instructors for our local town. The pond was closed due to contamination, so our boss man agreed to ship us over to the old school youth center to clean the hell out of it. The place had not been adequately cleaned in 15 plus years, so my friend and I, we'll call her your highness, loaded up with hardcore chemical cleaners and set to work sweating our tits off in 90 degree heat while rigorously scrubbing every inch, every corner. A week went by, and nothing happened. About two days into the second week, I was in the basement area where the bathrooms, pool table, foosball tables are located. Now the place has three staircases, two are located in the middle of the building, the third on the right-hand side. At the time, your highness was cleaning the side stairwell, a good 25 feet away from where I was standing. I could hear her laboring away. As I was sweeping about, I hear the bathroom door slam shut. The bathroom door is situated adjacent to the side stairwell. When I ask her why she's slamming doors, she asks me what I'm talking about. Your Highness did not hear it. Day three. This time, Your Highness and I are upstairs working in the basketball court. We're cleaning the sideboards when we hear the pool tables being used downstairs. Multiple breaks, balls rolling around. We think that some little turds are fucking our cleanliness up, probably have broken in through the downstairs, so we hightail it down there. Me, down the center stairwell, and your highness, down the side stairwell, so as to catch them. Well, we reach each other before we reach any rascals, and there's no other way out of the building, and the doors were locked from the inside. Day four, your highness and I are working on the main office of the youth center. The music machine is merrily playing in the basketball court which we couldn't see from the office. Abruptly, the music turns off. Your Highness goes to investigate. The machine has been unplugged. At this point, we start to joke about how the chemicals, the bleach and the cleaners are starting to have an impact on our sanity. But the music had just stopped and the machine had been plugged in previously. There was no one else in the building. We begin to become more wary of this place. Day five. All day long we hear children's voices in the basement. (laughs) Mostly laughing, but some inaudible whispers are heard from the tops of the stairs. We both try not to freak the other one out, and we pretend that we don't hear anything. Until finally, there's such a high-pitched cackle We both run from opposite areas of the building for safety. We sit and we listen and we leave work early. Day six, final chore at the youth center. Thoroughly mop the floors. We are thrilled that we are getting out of this place. At this point, we are a little skittish. Every dropped broom scares the hell out of us. Up until this point, The energy in the place had been fairly chipper. No discernible negativity whatsoever. Around 3 p.m. on day six, the air changes. It's palpable. It's like an increased pressure on the chest. Your Highness and I decide that we need to clean the floor and get out for some Mai Tais immediately. We scrub and Your Highness begins to mop. The place is spotless. We go back into the basketball court to turn off the fans, do a final look over the basement together, and head back upstairs. The wet floor is now covered in footprints. Dirty footprints, barefoot, slippered, you name it. I don't believe in ghosts, I've never seen a ghost, but I've never been more scared than I was those six days in that building. I looked into it, couldn't find any fires or tragedies that had occurred. However, in this area of our town, there were a plethora of Native American burial grounds. So my friend and I went exploring in his backyard because he has a crap ton of land and it's all deep and thick woods. We've been back there before so we knew this place like the back of our hands. We wanted to find this creek that we'd only managed to find one other time and so we went out looking for it. As we were walking we felt like something was off. We didn't hear anything, no birds, bugs, deer anything and it's weird because this place is normally filled with those kinds of sounds we found out why it was so quiet pretty quick as we were walking that's when we smelt something it was horrible i don't know how to explain it but it smelt like rotting something we turned around some bushes and we found out what was causing that smell It was what we think was a deer. We couldn't tell for sure because it was all over the place. On the trees. The ground. Everywhere. Whatever did this, it definitely wasn't for food. This should have been our sign to turn back, but you know, we were dumb kids and were bored. It's at this point that things started to go bad. We made it to the creek and again, didn't even hear frogs or anything like that. We hung out at the creek for an hour or so, and then started to head back because it was getting dark. As per usual with these things, we got lost and were running in circles. My friend and I got into it. We were pretty pissed at each other. My friend kept talking about how hungry he was. I didn't like the way he was looking at me. I swear I heard him say something about eating me, but he doesn't remember anything from this encounter. At this point, it was getting really dark. Like you know when the sun is set, but you can still kinda see. That's how it was. We were walking, and we made it to a cliff kinda thing. It was maybe a ten foot drop, but we could see the tree line. As we were looking, we heard this loud-ass roar, and the trees looked like they were being pushed out of the way. We turned, and we started hauling ass back. We didn't know exactly where we were going. We just picked a direction and ran. As we were running, we heard the thing stop, and we thought we were safe. We went back to walking, but kept a quick pace. We heard a branch creak and we looked up, and there it was. White glowing eyes, antlers about four feet long. It smelt like that deer we'd found before. It was hunched over on a branch. It didn't do anything, just stared at us, then roared again and jumped off the tree and left. I think it was giving us a warning. We found our way back, and that was that. So, yeah. I sometimes repeat a day. I always tell myself it's just a dream or deja vu. I first experienced it when I was 18. It was 2016, and I was in college. I woke up that day expecting it to be Wednesday. I went to my small pantry to look for breakfast, and I saw the cup of noodle I ate the day before, and I thought that I'd just forgot buying another one. I drank coffee, and I saw my wallet and thought, I had extra cash, I might go buy a muffin at the bakery. Then I went and rode the bus, and weirdly, it was the same bus I rode yesterday. I knew the driver, and he greeted me. I nodded at him and said, good morning. That was around the time it felt weird. I entered our classroom and got confused when our professor on modern physics was sitting in the front waiting for us. It was five or ten minutes before her class, and she's always early. She was my favorite professor. I asked my classmate, what's Mrs. M doing here? Shouldn't Mr. T be our first period? Then my classmate told me that Mr. T's period is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it was Tuesday today. Chills ran through my spine, But I laughed and told him, stop kidding around. Then he showed me his phone, and the date was the date of yesterday. I was speechless as he laughed at me. I guess I told myself this day was a deja vu. I went on with my day, saw the people I saw yesterday, talked to the same people, did the activities we did, I got higher scores since I knew most of the answers. I went to my girlfriend's school. We went and ate dinner, I walked her home, kissed her goodbye, and went back to my boarding house. All of the things I did yesterday. I even searched through my study table to look for my notes and calculus that I wrote after I went home, but it wasn't there. It's happened to me three or four times now, and I'm a physics major grad. I'm reading a lot about altering time and space patterns, but the nearest thing I can conclude is that it was just a dream that I happened to live again in real life. It appears we've reached the end of tonight's episode, but be sure to join me every Friday night for a brand new one. I want to thank those who shared their stories, and a big thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to The Darkest Hour, and tap the bell so you never miss a thing. Also, leave a comment. I love hearing from you. Huge shout out to all of my patrons for their unwavering support. Misanthropia, Shane Q, Monica L, The Dark Cosmos, Zoe Watt, Shelly B, Donald C, Rat Girl, Alicia S, and Aaron G. If you want to support The Darkest Hour in other ways, consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash thedarkesthour. You can keep up with me and all things Darkest Hour over on my Instagram, at YT. Or if you prefer, follow me on Twitter at Amanda Jane T D H. Do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me, Amanda DarkestHour at gmail.com. Or on the Darkest Hour subreddit, The Darkest Hour YT. Stay spooky.